0: On this week's episode, we talk to Christian Philly of Father Werewolf. This is The Operative. I'm your host, Chris Williams. All right. So, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. No problem. So, to start off, Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what bands you're in, all that.
1: Uh, Okay. Uh, My name's Christian. I was raised in New Jersey. I live in Athens, Georgia for the past four years. Uh, I work from home uh, on a computer, and I manage inventory for a manufacturing company, and I play in two bands. I play in a band called Sewer Kitty. play bass in that band, and I play a, uh, in a band called Father Werewolf uh, with my girlfriend and love of my life, Mandy Branch.
0: You wanted to talk about ministry, which is like with so many of these episodes, a band that I uh, am familiar with uh, mostly only by name. I did, yes. What is it about ministry that, uh, or wh- where did you first come across ministry?
1: uh this is this is the part that's gonna not be fun i have a terrible memory but uh i would have to guess that uh my friend tom Siminski, uh who was one of my best friends in middle school or mainly in high school and beginning or end of middle school we basically got each other into bands and he had a mixtape and on that mixtape was uh the song stigmata and the song flashback by Ministry. And I heard those songs, and it was unlike anything I had heard. Uh, At that point, I was probably mainly listening to the radio. Um, And for whatever reason, in middle school, I was really into Ice-T.
0: Like Body
1: Count? Yeah. Well, Ice-T, the rapper, not before Body Count. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I had seen the video on MTV of Lethal Weapon. The lethal weapon is the mind. And uh, I got crazy into iced tea in middle school for some reason. And then, um, yeah, my my friend Tom had this mixtape, and it had those two songs on it, which were off of uh, the land of rape and honey. And uh, I just thought to myself, I got to hear more about this. Beyond that, it was maybe the first time I ever once thought how did they make this sound how do they make this oh the vocals are distorted that's oh you could do that or like um oh they put samples from movies in there you can do that um and that is what started that's that's how i started
0: nice so do you think there was any uh not necessarily crossover but do you think like Coming from being a fan of stuff like Ice I, I mean, I assume there were other bands or other groups, not just Ice T, but but were you into similar things that used samples and? Um,
1: I mean, I mean, as far as samples, like Ice T, you know, didn't use a ton of samples that I remember. Um, I, I think there wasn't much. The crossover, I don't know what it was really. Um. I think a little bit of it is with Ice-T, like I can vividly remember a line from a song. Like the first, I think it was his first album. And so something like uh, six in the morning, police at my door, fresh Adidas squeak across the bathroom floor. That's a story right there. I wanna know the rest of that story. And there was a lot of aspects to ministry that were very cinematic to me, that made me think of movies not, not, it wasn't just because they were sampling movies, but there were certain songs—not usually not the popular ones—that were almost sound like a soundtrack. And I could listening to them, it made my imagination go off somewhere. Nice. So I think there's a little bit of that going on.
0: So, were you playing music at this time, or?
1: Uh, no, but I would say that's another thing. Is Ministry is probably the when I heard them was I wanted to be, and I'm like, I want to, I want to be in a band um and it was just like a friend of mine liked ministry and he happened to play the drums and another friend happened to play guitar and and like yeah we should we should do a ministry song in the talent show in high school you know uh i knew a guy that played the drums and he played the guitar so i'm like well we don't know a bassist so i guess i'll play the bass so i bought a bass
0: so did you did you all do anything beyond the town? We, we didn't
1: do that by the way we'd actually oh,
0: oh. <laughs>
1: we, we, we just talked about it you know we we we'd actually didn't do that, but that we wanted to um but you know that was part of the drive to get a bass for me um, I actually did become and i did uh form a band with my friend Tom who got me into ministry. He was the singer in the first band that was in uh that was Terrible um we were, we were called crest <laughs> cuz he was, he was a surfer so we called ourselves crest yeah he was a surfer in jersey so <laughs> and i was like ah whatever i thought it was stupid but i'm like ah, i don't care, whatever crest you're you're big into surfing that's great no problem um we were terrible we sounded nothing like ministry either um but it's just you know we were just we just like music
0: um and so did you take anything from, like, what you heard in ministry? Like, did you try to implement that or, or did that influence way you were playing? No,
1: I never, like, I never tried to, like, sound like them. But I would say, like, the one thing that, that they do and is, I, I guess, in a lot of industrial music, because I did get into a, a lot of other industrial music because of them, um, is something, is uh, repetition. Uh, I, really, I, I like that a lot in songs um where when something repeats over and over and over again after a while it can almost sound different even though you're playing the same thing over and over again um or if you concentrate on a different instrument in that repetition it sounds different because you're concentrating on something else so that might be something that i took from ministry um yeah i would say if, if anything as far as you know, my musical style, that, that might be something that, that has influenced me. Um, it's, it's something that when I first heard Shellac, I was like, oh, okay. I like this. Yeah. Um and I, I think also I like that it didn't so much happen so much on the later albums, but on the first or the first album that I got into, um you know the songs that everyone kind of knows them by are are like you know the stigmatas or the thieves but there are a lot of other songs that sound nothing like those songs um and I like i I thought that was 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 interesting um you know because before that you know I was listening to like I said a lot of ice tea and you know he's great but it all kind of sounds the same I had a little punk rock in there and it's great but it all kind of sounds the same and that was a band that And play like you know the first two songs I heard were "Flashback" and "Stigmata," and they're kind of similar. They're they're fast, angry songs, you could say. Um, But then there's other songs in the album that sound nothing at all like that, and you might not even know that they're the same band. And that's something that um, I think might have stuck with me.
0: Just the the their ability to sort of change from song to song.
1: Yeah, yeah, to not be like, well, this is my sound, I'm going to stick with it.
0: Um, the, the
1: the idea that, um, uh, I don't know, I guess the idea that I don't need to be st- stuck to one particular sound in, in one band, you know? Um, I can try different things. That might have stuck
0: with me. My only real experience with them was through you know, like whatever they would show on like Alternative Nation or even Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like all, uh, when we talked about doing this, then I I went and I was listening to some stuff and, uh, and yeah, I was kind of surprised that it's not just like, I I, I assumed based yep. on what I, what I had heard that it was just going to be this constant like pummeling and like, do, 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 do. Yeah, do. yeah um but yeah no it's not quite that they're I, I don't know why I was surprised that they were a versatile band <laughs> but... yeah
1: and you know like that that was just another thing that just opened my eyes it was just I think they were influential because not just so much on how I like me playing music but just I bec- the way I became a fan of music changed um because of them um you know like I would seek out people that sang on one track like Chris Connolly sings on two songs on that album on, on one of their albums and he's in like a million other bands and I went out and got those other albums because of ministry and that's not something I did i would ever done before um, and it just got me into a lot of other different music you know you go from ministry then you go to like oh, okay I like ministry industrial music okay what's some other industrial music and then you go from that to a band like you know, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, which is just like this weird, I don't know, disco industrial music that has like you know, that, I mean, has like uh, feels like, it feels like when I was at that age, it was like, oh, this is this is devil worship music. That's what I thought when I first heard My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Um, but all those bands I got into because ministry made me um, that much more of a fan of music. I guess that I had them before.
0: It's 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 really interesting to me because I think like now uh, a lot of the stuff that we were into it kind of aligns in a certain way. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, stuff like Thrill Kill Cult, or I, I knew people that were into Skinny Puppy, and. They would share this stuff with me and i was like oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah it, it all seemed too scary for me <laughs> and, and
1: that's i would say that was something else that kind of drew me to it was that it, at that age it did feel scary you know
0: um about how old were you
1: uh probably freshman year eighth grade some somewhere in there i think the I think my life, or uh, I think um, Land of Rape and Honey came out in like 88 or 89, somewhere around there. So that was, you know, eighth grade, freshman year for me. And, you know, um, and that might be why I, I was also really into ICD at the time, because it was just something it was just so far away from where, you know, a white kid grew up in Jersey, you know. Um, but... Um,
0: wait, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Were, were you... So were you listening to ministry short like it, like around the time the land of rape and honey came out a little bit
1: probably like a year after maybe okay
0: because <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm i'm pretty sure in my musical timeline that's uh that might be around when i was listening to uh like weird al and, uh, <laughs> richard marks
1: <laughs> it, it was definitely and that's that and that's why I picked them, I think, because it was such, it was such a big leap from what I was listening to before. Mm. You know, I went from listening to the radio basically, and then you know MTV was big for for people of my age, um, where you got to see all this stuff that I probably would never have got to see before, and that's how I found Ice T. And then you go from that to hearing something like Ministry, and like it was just, and it, it just the other thing about him that that like they really, felt mysterious to me because before the internet. And here's this guy who I know isn't British, but he's singing with a British accent, kind of. And it's, he's yelling and there's anger there, but I know there's a little humor there too. You know, um, all those things swirled into one was just, just not like nothing I heard before. And I think it turned me into a bigger fan of music than I might, than I, I mean, a, way bigger fan of music than I was before like like that after two songs I was just like oh my god I gotta hear all this stuff and hearing them and reading like the album notes oh who's this guy he's in a band oh they're thank you they're thank you know I'm sure you did this too like you got an album that you really liked and that that band would thank a bunch of other bands in their liner notes and you'd go out and find those albums even though you couldn't hear them you just buy them like you know blind and I would do that and and suddenly I'm thinking about music and thinking about how they made this noise and maybe I could do that too. You know, they sample a lot of things from movies in their songs and like that also made me seek out those movies. Um, and I, or, Because or, like there was like, you know, there was no internet. I, know I keep saying that, but like, so like, there's no way I can't just like, you know, nowadays you can be like, oh, what what's that sample? Da-da-da-da-da, figure it out in two seconds. Um, but then like, I had to like, like talk to my friends mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that? What, what, what are they, what, what's, you know what movie that is? Oh, that's Platoon. But this one, I don't know what that one's from, you know? And then there was like, I don't know, like a bit of a mystery involved. And that is something that, uh, I kind of miss.
0: So were you ever, or I, I don't actually know. Are they still around?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's a, that's that's like the, weird, the crazy thing about like picking this band is like i don't listen to them anymore um i i did today i did listen to the the two albums that stuck with me uh the Mind's a terrible Thing to taste and the land of rape and honey and i still dug them um but you know uh, you know i i know you're not into them so you probably don't know much about the lead singer al jorgensen who would call himself alien jorgensen in the liner notes which you know as an eighth grader freshman sophomore i was like whoa you know but he's kind of (laughs) goofy you know like nowadays you know um like i had a chance to see them live like they took a big break after uh i think the album filth pig and then they came back with this other album that was very political um it's all about bush all about Bush and it was a very political album and it was I was like okay you know I listened to it I was like all right you know okay yeah. and then I can't see them live at that when I toured with that album and I was just like uh no I don't want to do it I don't want to do it um just because I was just a different person and um that album was all it was all like you were saying it was all the dum, 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 yeah. nah not the the variety that i really like that really got really captured my imagination
0: so you said that you kind of got out of them was it just because you were getting into other things or was it because of uh
1: i would say the the album um psalm 69 that album like that was where i i, I kind of was like eh. like it was you know there's a couple good songs but it was it was more it was more straight ahead um Every song kind of was the same it was it was like you were saying that that pummeling stuff didn't have that variety didn't it was more um electric electric guitar driven whereas some of the other stuff was was um like samples and keyboards and stuff like that and I liked it, but eh, it was okay and then the album after that uh which was filth pig um i did like i didn't buy the first day like when psalm sixty nine came out this is how big of a fan I was. Uh, my friend Tom Semency, who got me into them, played the entire album over the phone. We were on the phone over the phone to me. Um, that's how big fans we were. And then from, go from that to me not buying Fig the first day it came out. Um, so that's kind of where I, I was like, yeah, you know. And I think also, yeah, just moving on, just listening to other things um, and not as much into industrial music as I, as I was at the time.
0: And by that point you, were you more active playing music or
1: um by that point yeah i was definitely um we were that point we were definitely uh crest was in full swing uh we were playing uh the, lots of pay to play shows at a terrible venue in new jersey um and um and yeah I was just get and, and and because of ministry i was just exposed to all this other music and um and i think i think i just maybe had my fill of industrial music at that point maybe or i was i was I, and it might have also been i was listening to things that were more re- relatable to what i could play
0: you said that your uh your friend was really into them but were they a band that you would try to sell to other people or
1: oh yeah 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 um you know i, I had um, a bunch of you know, friends in, in high school that, you know, were into music, and I, I'm not sure that it didn't, I mean, at that point, you know, like, when you're at that age, um, you know, it was the early 90s, um, I don't think it took much for you to like ministry, you know, uh, when you're first getting into music and you're young and you're kind of, you have all these emotions swirling around. And you hear this stuff and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it, it didn't, it wasn't it wasn't a hard sell for most most of my friends um to get into ministry, you know. You know, that was a pretty easy sell. Um we were we were all kind of into them. Um I, I think I strayed further into industrial music than my friends did because of ministry, like going like they had many side projects. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the band Lard, but that was um Al Jorgensen and Paul Barker from Ministry, and it was um, Jello Biafra from The Dead Kennedys. And uh, I, was, I listened to that album like nonstop. Um, I listened to that album today and I wouldn't say it holds up. But at the time I loved it. I absolutely loved that album. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we were all big fans of of, of, of that band. Um, and yes, I would, I would preach them to anyone who who wasn't like oh you got to hear this and through just through me just constant, like you know when you're that age and especially at, by the time you get into where you're driving and i was the way i i was uh, my birthday i am um, i got my license before everybody else so you know when, when you do when you get your license you drive around all the time and you listen to music and
0: that's my car
1: you're going to listen to what I want you to listen to. And so I, I'm sure I converted many people to ministry.
0: How big were ministry? Because I, like, I specifically remember being in ninth grade outside of gym class and there were kids talking about how awesome ministry is. That's a, it's tough. To, I don't
1: know. Because like, you know, that was, that those. it was before the internet. So it's like, I would say they, were, I, they had to be big because um, I don't know why I'd say they had to be, but uh, they were pop. I mean, like, you know, relatively speaking, you know, they were, they were pretty popular. Um, um, you know, they got regular, you know, we had a great college radio station near me, um, Rutgers and Hall. And you know they were on there all the time. Um, I, I would say they were they are pretty popular. Um, I'm trying to compare, like, think of a comparison I can make, but I, I yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they were some kind of underground band, but they, they were pretty known. Um, the only video I can remember is they they um, released this VHS, this terrible quality VHS, of their live show, which was called uh, I think it was when they toured for a mind is a terrible thing to taste. I think I was what it was called, The Mind's a Terrible Thing to Taste Live. And that was, And they also released al- the album of the live stuff. And it was, that was amazing um, because they were great live. They did a great mix of songs from those two albums. The video is them on stage and there's like just this uh, fence in front of them to keep the crowd from just going at them the Crowd is climbing on the fence. Um, like Jello Briafro comes out at one point, does like this like pledge of allegiance, but like you know, there's this little political thing. Um, and they had this intro to I think the song called Breathe, where they had two drummers playing simultaneously the same beat and then doing it. it was just like it, it might be their best album actually. Um, and that it's funny, like the, the VHS. Felt like some sort of bootleg thing and at the time to me it felt like they were this like underground band but i don't think they really were but like you know at the, you know it's 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 tough to judge those kind of things where like now it's you know, have the internet you can just you can easily tell where back then it's like i don't know are they popular i don't, I don't know
0: I, I guess that's why i ask because i know that certain bands like if they you know they get to be your band and sometimes when they when they're suddenly everybody else's band then there's something that you you know you feel like you've lost Mm
1: -hmm. that never happened i know exactly what you mean that never happened with them um and again i don't know if that's because it was it was you know before the internet times but i I never felt that with them they always felt um they always felt like mine um, I, I, have, I have, I have, I've had that feeling with bands, uh, even though it's like, I don't know, kind of a, a shitty thing to think, um, but I have felt it, you know, but I never felt that with them, no. Um, and I think it's, I think it's because, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, you, when you heard them or you heard things like them, you were just like, oh, no, no, no. And I would say a lot of people had that reaction to that. Um, um. But no, I never, never felt like oh no, na- oh like, and they're like oh they're you know they're in that popular movie oh everyone's gonna like them now you know I, I never I never got got that feeling thankfully they were in a terrible movie that I I specifically saw this movie because I believe they were featured in the trailer, uh, a movie called Hardware, which is a shitty movie. Um I was so like the trailer is amazing. The trailer's amazing. It's got this like the visual and and I saw the movie and it was it was so bad. I was so disappointed. And uh but it had a ministry song on it. So I was like, hey, look at that. That's my that's my band. Gave me a little thrill for a second. <laughs> I think from ministry like around that time was when remember when like there was the the, the label alternative music was big? Um, I guess I went from, I think I, I veered towards that, um, where, uh, you know, like 120 Minutes in MTV was big. Um, I was probably, there, there, I, I veered to in a lot of directions because like I said, ministry is what really made me become a fan of music. So I started listening to a lot of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of punk, uh, a lot of dinosaur junior, dinosaur junior was a big one for me. Um, what else? Um, sugar was a big one. Um, and then there was uh this point right around that time when when I think ministry was peaking, where my friend Tom again, he had this friend that was like uh I think I, I think i actually told you about this, but he had. Uh, this friend that was like a year older than him and he made him this mixtape and uh this mixtape like became like our bible it was just like stuff we had not heard before and we listened to it all the time it was a lot of uh discord stuff um that band severin um uh, there was uh, some minor threat or not threat gazi um uh, what was that band that uh what was the band that uh oh god, what was it called? Not one last wish, the other the other band oh, R-
0: Rites Rights of Spring.
1: That's it, Rights of Spring. Um <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Um that's that that was probably the next where I went next. Um and on that on that um mix was uh was Shellac, which was a big a big one for me. That's probably my favorite band. Um but yeah, on that on that mix was Doris on one side and wing walker on the other side which is the the first uh, seven seven-inch they put out and that was just like yeah as soon as i heard this i heard as soon as i heard that and again that was a thing because of ministry was i found out who that was okay it's steve albini and then from there i went okay i went backwards because i i missed big black somehow in there um but because of that mix and because of how ministry, be, you know, changed the way I listen to music. I'm like, oh, okay, Steve Albini, well, I like the Shellac stuff. What, the, what else has he been in? Oh, Big Black, let me check them out, you know? And then, you know, that pretty much, because Shellac became my favorite band, that is how I went on the electrical audio forums, and that's how I know you, <laughs> which is crazy. So, so basically, I know you because of ministry. So you can thank Alien Jorgensen for that one.
0: <laughs> well uh, yeah where can people find your bands
1: uh, Father Werewolf you can find Father Werewolf on Bandcamp just Father Werewolf on Bandcamp.com and Sewer Kitty uh, you can find us uh, hopefully at Thunder Snow 2021
0: well uh, th- thank you so much for doing this I really appreciate it hey anytime man The Operative is produced in conjunction with Radio Note. For more information, visit radionote.com. And find all of our past episodes at theoperative.bandcamp.com. Thank you for listening.